Welcome back, guys. It's the Jiggy and Friends podcast. We usually would have Spencer, but he's gone for the weekend. Uh, happy birthday to him. His birthday was on the ninth. But today we are joined with my two good friends here. First of all, we got my boy that I know him for a while, my boy Nomad. What's good? And then my homie that I've known since freshman year being here at ECU, my boy Jalen. What's up, y'all? Like I said, this is raw, unfiltered thoughts. So we're going to say some ignorant shit. Besides that, let's go and get this started. If Jalen was any character from Dragon Ball Z Nomad, what would you think he'd be? No. My man Jalen, he got that character. He's got that spunk. He's got that energy. If you know him, you know him for his energy straight off bat. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and project the god of the silky do-rag. The great Sandman. The one and only, bro. Hands down. Hands down. The The creator of the silky do-rag. The creator. Hey, bro. That boy used to always hop up at the party, boy. Kill the dance moves. What the do-rag on? Tell fine, got his bitch behind him, and he already knows what's up. You he coming in that bitch and he getting crunk. And he's right. like that. That's how, that's how I do, bro. That's all you gotta do. Duh. He got a rider with him, too. He got a straight fucking rider. Like, she pulled up with the fucking get up with you? Bro, she always ready for the smoke, too. Always ready she for the smoke. She was always ready to throw the hands, bro. For real, for bro, real. Can bro. we talk about from the uh, Janemba movie? When he popped up and Frieza thought he was a bitch, bro. Yeah, he just came up and just clapped this shit, bro. Yo, he was like, Frieza oh, underestimates them way too much, bro. That That's why he Frieza always was like, oh, you're the Santa of that monkey Goku. <laughs> that boy flew up and jacked this shit and made that nigga explode. Everybody jumped off through. They said, bro, you got it. He like, they were Take like, nah, you bro. <laughs> Bro, we also gotta think. Besides Goku and Trunks, Gohan is the only one that rolled up the like rolled up the freezer and just decked him in his face, bro. Let's talk about that man, uh, fucking Super Boo. Okay, bro, Super Boo's terrifying. <laughs> that was tough. That was a tough moment. Super Boo just literally started decking everybody. Right, they didn't care, bro. Rick would be Super Boo. Rick would be Super Boo. <laughs> Hey, bro. He just doesn't care. That boy, Reed, is literally the same build. Just tall, skinny, bro. All right? And always ready for the smoke, bro. And he just doesn't care. Like, he's just like, yo, I'm just trying to chill, bro. Whatever I'm born, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want, bro. That's, that's fast. His boy, Reed, literally looks like Super Boo. <laughs> if you was to pick a character for Nomad, bro, who would you say he'd be? Bro, with his attitude, he'd be Big Daddy Piccolo, bro. Why you gotta be Big Daddy, bro? That's kind of sus, dog. What's wrong, bro? That's Big Daddy Piccolo. Big Anybody Daddy that's Piccolo, say that's sus, you something wrong with I'm gonna wrong be a great about. black father. Okay? Right? <laughs> like, he's the perfect black father. You can't say he's not. He's what every black father should be, but isn't. You know? Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Give him that tough love. And plus, all Nomad does just meditate, <laughs> work out, be by himself. Yeah, he's there totally most cool, of the bro. time. Some boy Nomad just be calling out here, dog, for real, for real. Kind of, I rarely see, I rarely see this man, but whenever I see him, bro, it is nothing but love. Oh, right, bro, man, straight brotherhood up in here. Like man. Goku and Piccolo, bro, every for time real. they see each other, they always, are, they always it's good. all love, man. If y'all was to pick a character for me, who do you think I'd be? Oh, man. Jeff, you want you want to go ahead and hit on this one first? I mean, there's a there's, okay, my man Rob over here. There's a lot of things he can be with his attitude. I mean, he could be Vegeta. He could definitely be Beerus. Oh, I fuck mean, you. <laughs> like, 
You you literally have that attitude. I mean, you could you could also be curly because you always you're like even though you're there, you could you have that attitude. Like everyone, like you talk to everyone, everyone can talk to you. Granted, you're like you bitched on all the time, but let's we'll, we'll, we'll Oh, well, I ain't bitched on. Bro. Yeah, you're you not bitched that. on. That's why I'm like, you can't be curly. You're not Vegeta because no one fucking hates you. So I mean, so I would have to say Barrels would probably be the more perfect thing for you because you just most of the time when you're not working, you probably asleep or working out, bro. Like. And then you only come around when you when you want to do something. You tend to keep to yourself until you want to do something. I'm 100 percent on that bearish train, man. The final <laughs> the final judgment of whatever it may be rests on Jiggy Rob, man. Yeah, like he literally, I don't care what it may be, he always makes the decision, and we're like, all right, follow. For real, bro. It's like whatever, especially with with the path he's on right now, being RA and everything, man. The final judgment rests on that man, Jiggy Rob. Anybody need guidance? It's Jiggy Rob. Anybody need smoke? It's Jiggy Jiggy Rob. Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Like Rob is the part of the person. If somebody need to get off this planet, it's it's Jiggy Rob. Because like every time, like he's not one person I really oh do not want to make any of. Because like he would fucking end me if he had the chance. Like he has the ability to end my shit, and I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? Chill out, bro. (laughs) Hey, you can't be letting these people know my power moves, man. You're revealing the cards in my hand, dog. Straight Makai. That's all they gotta know. I mean, they just need to know. They need to know that you got that destruction, bro. What's your favorite? What's your favorite fight scenes from Dragon Ball Z, bro? So you had to pick like. Top two. Top two. So Super Boo was always top one. Like Super Boo Super was my Boo first. Anybody? <laughs> Super Boo just got the clap of whoever he fought. Well, I would okay. To be honest, I'll probably say Super Boo. Ver- I mean, Kid Boo versus Normal Boo or Majin Boo, like Big Boo. Oh, right before he turned into Evil Boo. Okay. Yeah, right before he turned into Super Boo. It was like that. That fight. Oh my God, Kid Boo didn't care. He was literally about it all. Man, it was with the chest pound and everything, bro. Bro, did you also notice he is the king of BMing niggas before he beats him up? <laughs> he BMed the whole time he fights somebody. Nigga over there laughing. Up, he before we get even into continue on with that, for listeners here, bro, Kid Boo is literally a pink blob that cannot be destroyed, and he is literally the epitome of destruction in a child's mind and body. So he, he can just <laughs> fuck shit up. He can blow up a planet with him on it, but he will regenerate and go somewhere else and fuck it up because he's bored. Yeah, and it's straight yeah, like that. Straight he does bored. not give a fuck. The only people that don't want to with that man are literally the gods. The gods like we can kill him, but it's gonna be very hard if we try. Because like he's literally just gonna come back if we try to destroy him. Like he's literally that powerful, which he's, is what really is really. How did a human create that? That's the weird part. And the crazy thing about it is, out of all the things Frieza was told to take over, and all of the people Frieza was told he can fuck with, he was like Beerus and, and Majin Buu were the, the only two he said leave alone. Because those two were just ruined him. Straight. Even now, I feel like he, uh, Kid Buu, like even with the new super art, Kid Buu would still be up there with Jiren and Goku and Beerus because they would tough. still He's be a fucking be- tough monster, man. Because Majin Buu now is like... I, I, I can argue with that. I can argue with that. Get Super it. Saiyan 3, Goku was good enough to hold off Kid Buu. Yeah. Good enough to hold him off. Okay, here's the thing. What makes Kid Buu who he is is just the fact of his planetary destruction power, how much ass he can kick. That's true. With the regenerator. You feel me? 
If you, like, if you were able to take away his regenerative, uh, regenerative power, he actually wouldn't be that big of a problem. Yeah, his power. But you you also got to give into the fact that uh, Fat Boo, Fat Boo trained, and he Fat, showed yes. a lot of progression during yeah, the training. Fat Boo was really good. I mean, if Kid was, Boo had that time to progress, he'd probably be a monster. Well, Kid Boo is there's no other way to say it, but he's, he's just kinda, the epitome of just anger and destruction. Literally, he's the epitome <laughs> of. Anger and destruction in a kid's mind with an indestructible body. Kid body. Like, there's literally nothing. That he doesn't care. He doesn't have to train. He's like, I'm just going to keep fighting. But you also got to think, With I feel like there are, like, a few more people now, like, newer people that can actually handle him, like Broly. Broly can probably handle him. I'd say, yeah. I'd he could probably him. handle both Kid Boo and, and Super Boo. Like, he could probably give them the work if he needed to. Hell, shit. Goku and Vegeta. Had so could we, to be honest. Any of the angels could, too. The angels just give everybody the wet work. Yeah, bro. they don't. Even though the gods of destruction, like even though they train, we like they work for us. They can literally just kill us if they felt like it. For real, because we is actually pretty terrifying. That shit on some nut shit, man. I, I'd say if I, if I got to give a number one spot for my favorite fight, it's Piccolo versus Android Seventeen, man. That was a that good fight. That is a fucking classic. Yeah, that fight. is a fight. For that me. was a really good fight. Huh! Huh! <laughs> you felt every single punch. Every hit. Every single punch. They were blow for blow the whole time. For real, man. Yo, boy hit the uh, cherry bullet on him. Woo! Yo, that, okay, the whole cell art, you gotta think about it. That was some of the best animation I have seen for that time. Especially they put their put put heart into that, too. When you see real. the big blasts how they did it with that sound effects. Like when Vegeta did his final flash against Cell, yeah. when he literally made it come off the face of the planet at a flat surface. Yes. Same goes for uh, Vegeta when he did it; it literally just made a wave and caused a large ass crater from a smallest little book. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like Vegeta was really on his like he was really trying to end Cell in that part. Like for that Cell really? saga was the best because all the fights were really good. What made you like that fight so much? Oh man! First off, it has my boy Piccolo. Piccolo is my all time favorite character in Dragon Ball. Best father, fun fact. best father out there. And I felt like that was it was an iconic moment because not necessarily well the fight itself of course was golden but the prelude to that is what really really got me. yeah the lead up to it was really good for real the like fact they that, really got you ready for that fight the that fact that Piccolo merged with uh, Kami when yeah. he before he before going down there he merged with Kami became he like, his true self his true self oh, bro man. like his power is increasing you're like bro this man's really about to catch a body if he starts fighting somebody for real. And then when he went down there, once he merged with Kami, even Vegeta, man, <laughs> I'll never forget the scene. Man, Vegeta was flying at Super Saiyan. Piccolo powered up because he was angry that he couldn't find Cell. And then the Super Saiyan left Vegeta. As soon as he stopped, he was like, oh. You were like, oh, God. <laughs> what, like, is what is that? What is that? A newcomer. Oh, that is true. He, like a, why he just stopped and he came oh, out of his form and said, wait. What <laughs> is that? Fuck. Answer me, Namek. Oh, well, I also got to say. One of my other favorite fights from that arc is literally Android 18 versus Vegeta because Android 18 oh, the hell man. out of Vegeta, bro. Vegeta got he got the work in that fight. Right, bro. He got think about it every time. Humble. Every time. Ever since he got his ass whooped by Android 18, you gotta think about it, bro. Every time in the anime, bro, he's, he's always now right on his arm. It's arm. the same arm that got fucking kicked in that Android 18 fucked know, up, bro. You also know that he hasn't been talking as much shit anymore either. Ever since he got his mouth closed, he stopped talking shit too. Loaded. She she ruined that. She set him straight with that kick, bro. Like, oh Not my god. Not only did you get your ass beat, you got your ass whooped by a female. You straight dumb. By a female that hasn't been awake for how many years? For real. She, <laughs> she literally just out the gate beat your ass. Like, how do you handle that? Man. 
His, that's how you know his pride was hurt when he was in that time chamber. If I had a favorite fight, I have a tie between two, and I know I'm gonna be called corny for this. Goku versus Frieza is an all-top classic. It is. It's no, a classic. Yeah. No matter what, but my second one is the Bardock movie who's going against Frieza's men after they just clapped all of his homies. Oh, you felt the power. Yeah, you yeah, he was great. When he grabbed his homies' headband and put it on, yo, you felt his pain in that. And I know that wasn't canon. Yeah. Technically, well, we don't know if it's canon or not. The fans don't care. Well, we're going to scream Bardock canon to the death of us. Well, that technically, boy. now it's not because they added like the whole scene with him now. So ah, really true. Oh that boy, Bardock in that movie, the non-canon, Oh my god, you felt the intensity, you felt the rage, you felt the emotion of that a man was class ready warrior who literally just lost all of his friends because some nigga just wants to destroy his planet because he's scared. Yeah, he is scared of what he literally becomes, and, that same episode, that same movie he becomes he at the end. scared, bro, because look, here's what, it's just a lead up to that fight and it's behind him because you got to think about it. Remember when uh, Barb was on that planet raiding him? Yeah. And them aliens hit him with the knowledge so he, he could, could see, see the, the future. future. And he knew what was Yo, happening. I know throughout that whole fight that shit was probably eating away him to get flashes of how his life is about to end. But he was like, bro, I'm still going to fight. Like, I'm not gonna, he literally said, I'm not going out like a bitch, dog. You go, I'm catching some bodies before I go out. And he called plenty. He literally ruined half that man's army before he got killed. Like, that's, that's how you know that man's strong. That's he was he, angry, bro. For real. Like, and he only screamed one word. Frieza! Going off. And then with the Goku and Cell fight, I mean, not Goku, Cell, so Goku and Frieza. All right, bro. It was a long fight, but it's very, just... It was a very long fight. Everything, like, from that moment that Goku and Super Saiyan, they're on out... That fight was amazing. So I guess my favorite fight would be Super Saiyan Goku versus 100% Freezer. Yeah, because like they that were really both. They were really just. They were going at it. They. You also got to fucking all in that fight. You also got to think that fight lasted for hours. So you have to think about how much stamina they used during that whole fight. That was when the planet really? was about to throw. I'm yeah, it, it was literally. They were fighting for hours before he actually even set that up. Like the timer that Freezer when. Frieza decided to blow up the planet. That was literally the timer saying, this is the last part of the fight. Like, I'm done being here. And then, like, what's crazy about it is we can look at it now and, you know, we think about the plot, you know, the emotions behind it. Since we know everything now. For real. But, like, looking at it as a kid, when you were first seeing that, it was literally, it was like color porn. Because it's like all of the visuals were amazing. It was amazing. Because the red background, you got the white and purple contrast, you got the blonde hair and the orange contrast, bro. And the key blast and all that. And it the moves that they were using too, like the fight, the fight moves they were using too. Oh my god, bro! The moments that they had when they were talking, like, bro, it was the perfect balance of talking but also fighting intensity. And like, it wasn't even just like pointless talking. This shit had intensity in it, bro. Right. And that's what's crazy about it. Like, you also got every bit of it had intensity. But between, if we were talking about the dynamic between Goku and Frieza, they're literally like Batman and Joker. Like that's literally who they are. Those, are, those two are Lily Batman and Joker. And it's kind of sick. Like, it, well, it's. That's actually the perfect contract. I mean, uh, then the perfect comparison. Because it's like. Because Frieza's literally killing everybody just because he can. Because he wants to. And Goku's the only one that actually tries to stop him without he killing stops him. him. Yeah, never kills him. He never kills him. I think mean, every time. Him. No, no, no. He killed him once. Who? When? Yes, he did. Super when? Saiyan Blue. Remember when Whisper Ron Tom? Ah, and he's blowing the planet. Get out of the way, Vegeta! Freeze! 
He hasn't done it himself. He, it might have been like a byproduct of you what said happened. You Joker has killed more people? No. Goku. Goku. I'm pretty sure oh, he killed Goku. more than just Freezer, bro. No. He's actually never actually tried to kill someone. And he's never actively tried to kill yeah, someone. Like it, happened by, it might have happened by accident, but he never actively He tried. never goes in the fight with intent I to kill. I mean to shoot him. He just caught me by surprise. No, but let's talk about how that man Vegeta is always ready to kill somebody. Oh, yeah. He always kills somebody, bro. Like, Who remembers when he stomped on Burner's neck? Like, yeah, he did stomp. <laughs> He like, killed Murder. He killed Murder and Raccoon. He's yeah. like, bro, I'm not with either of these two. No, don't do it, Vegeta. Motherfucker. Wait. Right, bro. You got to think about how cold of a nigga you got to be to pop up and be like, yo, you can't beat me. <laughs> and then beat a nigga with a fucking elbow to his chest and just walk Ooh. away. Like, that nigga... But you know, I'm not going to lie. I have to give those those kills to him that weren't that bad because you also got a lot. They, talk, they treated him like shit before he got strong. Hell yeah! So I would have been like, "Yeah, you see who shit now, bro," yeah. and I would have ended all of them just like he would. I would have not been mad at it. And then he deserved he deserved those he deserved their lives for that. And he he didn't put them out in no easy way now. Like and let's be honest, he to the throat. He felt that. Like, yeah, he, he felt, felt he, he felt his crush. He felt that. The yeah. only one that got the easy death throughout that whole thing was probably Raccoon. Yeah, Raccoon and Goldo were the only two that got easy deaths. Yeah. Everyone else got the most the worst deaths possible. Jice told the Jice captain. tried to run too. Yeah, he ran to the captain. They followed him. Goku started fighting the captain, and Vegeta started fighting Jice, and he beat the fuck out of Jice before he killed him. Oh yeah, and then like, he gave that nigga to a goddamn frog. Yeah, <laughs> and then he ended up dying too. And like, and he didn't die. And the thing is, he was a frog for the rest of his life until he fought, until they came to Earth. Actually, nah. When he went to hell, he was still the frog. Yeah, he was. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. Oh, that was shit. tough. But you also gotta think. In that anime, like, hell is where you, like, you, you're, like, where you, like, your worst form and your worst, like, the worst tournament, uh, torture for you, and that would be the frog, because since he was literally the weakest thing in the world. Right, bro, can we like, talk about like, how Frieza's fucking hell was paradise? <laughs> like, it was yeah. flowers, this nigga in his Nigga singing all the time. You an evil-ass nigga <laughs> if your hell is heaven. <laughs> right? <laughs> My man was over there in a cocoon trying to kill himself. He's like, <laughs> Mad just imagine the anger that was going through his head like bro I can't stand these people bro like hey, yo, if you don't get these fucking pixie fairy deaths away from me man I'll kill you Oh, bro man. I felt so bad even they were like it was so happy they were always happy towards that man he was like bro stop it he's like bro can y'all like just leave and it and even alone. when he broke out it was just like he couldn't do anything to the area so he was just like, like I'm going to kill all of you <laughs> like I that's the only time I felt bad for Freeze. I'm like bro this is trash he literally stuck in his worst nightmare forever until he got wrapped into life. Shit. But it's, I feel like it's only a matter of time before he dies again. For real. Speaking of animes, bro, how y'all feel about the Boondocks coming back? Bro, I'm hype as hell for the Boondocks. Bro, I miss them, baby. Bro, what's your favorite episode from the Boondocks? Ooh, it either has to be the Red Ball, which is the kickball episode, that or. Shit was hard. 
one of the statementer episodes between two and the Hateocracy because Hateocracy was good. Yo, that Red Ball episode was so anime. It was literally the anime, most anime episode out the whole show. I swear, they, this man kicked the ball so hard that it was flaming at that bro. Like she, it was flaming when she stopped it. It broke her whole like whole arm. That man, Yui, an Airbender. Bro, he really is. Because he was like, let me just. Can we talk about spin. how when. Alright. The destructive fucking power that they put into these kickballs, bro. They you really gotta think do. about it. Think about that big uh, Chinese nigga that says, like, oh yeah, I'm 10. Boy, kicked the fucking ball so hard, he made a goddamn tree fall, boy. That's tough. And Imagine getting hit, hit by, by that, that shit, man. Oh, that granny can imagine how she got Yeah, she got it. She, her face was over, bro. Yo, like, who? Oh. <laughs> but that was their fault because they were talking all the Matt in his, in his vicinity thinking he could understand. And then he was like, all right, big Matt. And he started realize. just decking him with the balls. I was like, yep, that's how it is. My man Huey flew in Mandarin. Oh my god! That, that was that was the most that was the most surprising and funny thing. Said, "Wait, did he just speak to us?" That and they were like, "Boom!" They he did kick the ball and just deck them in the face with it too. Hell he was yeah. like, "Let me just wham." I felt so, like at the time I felt so bad for them. Like you were talking so much shit just to get your teeth knocked out. How does that feel, bro? Like, right? They said, "Bro, there's only two players left. How are this going to play out, bro?" They both used all their power, bro. Like, this bitch broke her leg to kick the ball. And he would broke his, his arm, arm to stop it. Bro, both of them. So stop the ball. Like, like, and he had to pick up the remains of the red ball. It was, a, like, it was literally like a, like a, enough to fit in your hand, like to cover your hand. He was like out. Bro, you got to think about it, bro. That announcer wasn't wrong during that episode. He said, yo, them red balls are fucking indestructible. I've never, never seen, ever seen one of those motherfuckers pop. Yo, like, you've never seen a assessment, bro. No matter who, you could have the baseball players that throw like at 100 miles per hour throwing that ball and it wouldn't pop. For real. And then you said the Hateocracy episode. Bro, the Hateocracy episode was good. Like, you could, they're like, we didn't like that dude. We literally just liked him because he hated people just like we did. Like, that's the only reason we See, hung out with him. We drink Kennedy. We smoke big dogs. We niggas. That's what we do. And you also gotta give it when the Bushido Brown fought all three of them. And he was holding them off until for he real. got caught. So he got caught slacking for like three seconds and he lost his life. Hey, bro, head. just remember nigga moment. Nigga moment. Plus nigga synthesis equals total chaos. chaos. And that's what you fight. For real. Oh, you also gotta think about the Killer Kung Fu Wolf Bitch episode. Yes. Now you can't sleep on that episode. Oh, yeah. man. That she bitch was crazy. She killed all them. She beat the fuck out of Huey, though. Know. Think about how bad she she literally beat the hell out of Huey. All right, bro. Time's out. This bitch blew herself up with a grenade. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 look. I'm not upset at the fact that she blew herself up. Is that where her friend talked her into it? Where the fuck did she get the grenade? Bro, she was on the, the island. This is crazy. Nigga, that would be shit. You, no, I don't care how fucking crazy you are. You cannot just casually have a fucking hand grenade sitting in your car. Well, you, let's think about it this way. If when you were in a death tournament, a grenade is yeah, the least. the hardest thing. Like, it's not hard to get. A death tournament, nigga, you got your hands. That's what you do in a death tournament. You kill with your hands. Not with the fucking grenade. You think somebody who's the winner of a death tournament, tournament cares about access to a grenade? Yeah. Like, no, because they got their hands. <laughs> their hands are nuclear warheads. I mean, you're not wrong. 
But let's be honest, she had a lot of crap in her car. And it yeah, was for real. She literally had she, she literally had everything in her car to keep them up, locked up. So what was she planning on doing in the first place to have all the supplies she needed in the car? She's fucking tough. You want to know what's so crazy about all of that shit, though? What? I bet you her pussy was great. It probably <laughs> was, bro. I bet it was great. Crazy pussy just hits different, bro. <laughs> like, had to have been great. <laughs> it literally just hits different. What's your favorite episode? Uh, like Jayla, man, uh, one of the Mystique Mina episodes, either The Revival or... <laughs> the Revival was the You funny. eat it, nigga! You eat it, the, uh, the first Revival and even the second one where he was cloned in an aggravated That was terrifying, asshole. That bro. shit was funny. Bro, seeing an army of Mystique Minas running towards you, bro, I would be terrified. I that couldn't handle too much. Right? Yeah, that was the fourth one. That was the last one. Heck yeah. Bro, I hope they bring him back. They need to bring him back in the He's new one. He's fucking hilarious. No, that nigga's stinky. He was the only, the devil was like, He was so bad. He even called me the devil himself. The dead nigga! And then he, and you also gotta think, Stinky was cold, because he'd be all of them demons' asses down there. I got some nonsense. <laughs> I got, and then he was like, I got a three-section nunchuck. Bro, let me just, he started clapping them demons down there. You gotta be a real cold motherfucker to get a blessing from Satan. Right, like, that man was ready for it, bro. This nigga really cursed Tom out of everybody, though. (laughs) (laughs) Tom! He cursed Tom and fucked his wife. God Bro, like. I mean, technically, Tom did fuck his wife, but he, you know what, bro? I bet you Tom is a couple. If I had to pick a Favorite episode from the Boondocks. Damn, that is so hard, bro. All the episodes are good. Alright, bro. I have to say Trials of R. Kelly. Oh, man. Trials of R. Kelly was just funny, bro. That was the most hilarious episode. The main reason why I love it is... You gotta remember, bro. Niggas love R. Kelly, man. (laughs) It's straight like that. That has just proved that no matter... Who the fuck was there on a jury duty? It doesn't matter if you are... Uh, let's put it like this. I feel like with that episode, it spoke so much to Dude. It doesn't matter if you break the law, even if the evidence is right there in front of your face. You're still going to have If you can, if you got this, if you can sing, and like, if I'm you're gonna say, good if at you're, it... If you are a celebrity, and, you're, and you can get money, and you can sing, you got money, you got a whole base, all that, and people support you, bro... No matter what jury you do, do you get? Since so many people know you, and you're a hot sensation. At you're the not time, gonna get. You're not gonna get convicted. It's, like, it's not happening. It's tough. Like, no gonna, matter how much evidence they have on you, if you're, if you're if you're in front of a jury of your peers that know you, you're not getting convicted. And that's a sad thing with the society. But it's with, true. with Boondocks, man, it was straight satirical. Like it was a mirror image of what actually happened. happened. And, that, and that's the funniest thing because, like, even I'm pretty sure, like, in the courtroom, like, the girl really didn't care at the time. She was just like. It's R. Kelly. The Her family didn't care neither. They, they got money. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, you want to go see R. Kelly? R. Kelly, give me some money." All right, you got her. They literally gave. They sold their daughter to R. Kelly so that's that happened, bro. Like that's just think about the parents in that one. Like that's tragic. How the fuck do you still have a kid, especially like, as a father? Yeah, like, I couldn't, bro. I'd rather ooh, someone had to die before that. Yeah, shit I would. I would have had to kill. I, like I would have shot R. Kelly. I'm sorry. Like it would have been over for that. Another <laughs> reason why I love that episode. Y'all remember when the uh, Harvard niggas was going against all the hood niggas, bro? Bro, they were... But you can't say the Harvard niggas were holding their own, though. I guess... You saw how many hood niggas there were. Bro, it wasn't even just, like, the whole fact of just... Bro, you gotta think about it. You're right. That whole thing... 
It was five lawyer niggas just saying, fuck it, bro. We about to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And if I ain't chewing bubblegum, goddamn, yeah, we kicking ass, ass, bro. Like, and yo, they went in there and just started thrashing, dog. They were hitting no, bro. Like, the one that literally came out of nowhere and just smacked bitch in the face until he, until he got thrown by that heavy bitch. That shit was hilarious, bro. Yo, tossed the hell out that, that nigga. That episode was fucking It was hilarious. wild, dog. It was like the simplest. It was like, yo, you want to go see R. Kelly? Oh, you think I'm going to take you? Hell no, nah, Riley. You better walk your ass there. And they walk, too. <laughs> like, that was the funny thing. And nothing beats Riley out. Like, Riley beat a lawyer when they come to a debate. That shit was hilarious. Oh, yeah. You know how yeah. stupid Riley is. And he still beat that nigga in the debate. All right, bro. Tom couldn't say anything. It's having you a little girl. Tom, bro, look, bro. If you were a defendant in that trial for... Uh, I mean, no. If you were, what's the fucking two things? The plaintiff and the defendant. Yeah, if you were a plaintiff going against R. Kelly, I wouldn't even take that. Come like, on, yo, like that's a fucking. That's a case. L. Like, you, there's nothing I can do about that. That's. You should have probably just walked out of the courtroom. Like, he's literally not going to get convicted, even if I'm here. So and like, it really goes to show you, bro, that celebrities are above society. What's like, so fucking uh and yo. What gets me about uh, Riley even, quote-unquote, winning that debate, man, it was really, like I was saying, satirical reflection. It's so wild how, even though it's not the best argument, morally, but That's, when it you was just it an out, ignorant nigga argument. That's really real. what it was. Just ignorant niggas. It's pure logic versus niggadom. And unfortunately, <laughs> niggadom won. I mean, if you think about it, bro, ignorance will always prevail in the comments out. Bro. <laughs> man, that shit is fucking nuts. Because it's like... If you're if you're going with that man, it's really fucking sad to see how many people out there that, for the sake of being with the greater amount of people, they will sacrifice their fucking knowledge and logic, bro. It's like holy shit, your better judgment really went out the window because you wanted to be like everybody else. Think about it like this: in that situation, R. Kelly was the queen of the hive, and everyone else was just his worker bees. For real, that's literally what was happening. What's so crazy is like now. Bro, social, I don't, man, social, social media, media has a lot of fucking power. Because <laughs> back then, everybody was loving R. Kelly. Oh, but once, he, once social media got a hold of him, they start making memes of his ass and putting him on blast. Oh, now it's cool to hate R. Kelly. Yeah, now everyone hates Now that it's man, cool. But now if you think about it, bro, That's now I'm talking on controversial talking, bro. If you really think about it, now the Boondocks is owned by HBO, not by Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. I know what Adult Swim, they had a lot of leeway, bro. But now that they're on HBO, oh bro, it's about to be over, bro. What you think they're gonna get? A lot, because HBO gets HBO gets away with anything. The only thing, as long as you don't show like, well, because it's a paid subscription ship, so you know what you got to pay for. That's the yeah. reason I feel like that. The only thing about it is, I feel like it, it depends on what they're talking about because it's like you can get leeway when it comes to saying nigga on the air and stuff like that and, and being satirical towards like you know the black experience and everything which I, I feel like you Big, know the bulldog is yeah. but if you get and you said it's owned by HBO yeah, yeah. So it's there's going to be on now and it's the same like it's the same writer and everything I'm, too I don't know I, I don't really know their policies and how they function but as long well, as well I mean you gotta think like if you're gonna talk about that with what it shows on HBO they don't really have any limits because they show political they show they really have political True. like satire and it's really because you gotta pay for it since it's a pay subscription you're, you're gonna get True. what you pay for you get, so they're you not get some softcore porn on fucking HBO too, yeah right? like they really get softcore porn like at really at 1 to 2 a.m. like you're like so they're gonna Boondocks is gonna get away with Lily and everything because Lily you also gotta think about Black Dynamite Black Dynamite got a lot of leeway. 
on Cartoon Network and on Hulu. Sweet. They literally didn't care. They literally had a frog slapping people with his dick, bro. Literally his whole dick. He's dick slapping people. When it comes to shows like Bo- uh, Boondock and Black Dynamite, they're not going to have any, like, they're not going to have a leash on them. They're going to let they them go out. They freedom of expression. Because I feel like those two are, they're literally on par with Family Guy and American Dad in that sense. And I, as far as uh, leeway, yeah, but as far as the content they push out, I feel like they worse than Oh, they worse than Family Guy, yeah. Family Guy just makes the jokes, and they yeah. let you know that they're making the joke. For real. Boondock just doesn't care. They're like, you're making like, it. This is reality. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know the I'm hell you dick out. <laughs> she was like, wait, Mrs. Whip his dick out and slap me with it. Hold on. That shit was, I think that was my favorite Black Dynamite episode. Hey, we gonna rebound. What's, what's the next topic, dude? All right, bro. So, there was an album that I had y'all listen to um, by Collaborate called 1993. It came out my senior year of high school, 2016. Um, it's an album I shared with y'all, and I wanted y'all to listen to because I know personally for me, as I matured and I went through college, I understood each one song a lot more. And some of the songs that, that stick out to me, what is Gemini Revenge, bro? Like, it started right. a lot when he's the, like, the Sit the close intro. my backpack, close in my knapsack, I'm gone, I'm gone. And then just goes on by like, Mom called me on my phone and she told me to come home. I said, I found a new one, bro. I feel that because. Where'd I know. You leave? I'm about to say, like, I left and I'm here in Greenville now, bro. I, I have, have not been back. back home ever since school has started. Like, like once maybe, school starts, you stay away from the house because you don't want to be there anymore. Exactly. It's like, bro, I was, I've been here literally busting my ass, and I know hella my homies miss me at home, bro. And I know everyone's happy me for doing my thing, but it's like, damn, when he said that, another song I felt most definitely was, uh, what was it? August 28th, bro. And he was like, I'm fucking yeah, taking away shit. I can speak my fucking mom without taking a pill. Yo, I feel that, bro, because a lot of niggas out here today most definitely love to claim that they're hard-bodied and willing to take on a situation. But when approached with it, bro, they are they the are quickest weak. niggas to turn, turn tell, away. and run. For real. Like, when he said that, bro, I'm really out thinking, like, yo, a lot of these niggas out here, for them to speak their mind or how they genuinely feel, they have to be intoxicated off some drug. And then when someone calls them out on it later, they're quick to say, like, oh, well, it was the drugs. Like, no, nigga, no, that's it was you. That was really, drugs you are not feel. the reason that shit happens. Drugs only amplify what you are already thinking about. For real. Life. That's how I, like, my, I think the two ones that sung to me the most for the, from this album so far was probably Consequences. I just want to chill, smoke, drink, and be cool. All the world, all this rock, I'm trying to finish school. I got a few dreams I ain't really get to see. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. I've been listening to Collaborate ever since, like, I think 2014. Bro. I'm glad you put me on to him. It's like weird, him. Yeah, yo. Yeah, he's hot. He's he's hot. Like, that mouth was really good, bro. so weird, bro. I feel the West Coast in that, too. You know yeah, how I, really I discovered do. this nigga, bro? How? Bro. You know how back then, you know, sometimes when you got off school, bro, you get on your computer, just look up some songs on YouTube, whatever. Just to, like, just to find new music to listen to, yeah. No, it wasn't even that, bro. Nigga, I looked at his spam. It was uh, Cocoa Butter Kisses by Chance the Rapper, right? Word. And it was collaborating saying, like, yo, check out my channel, blah, 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 this and that, and third. I was like, this nigga true. probably corny, bro. Let me I check it out. Oh. <laughs> every note, let's be honest, every time you see that shit in anybody's like, description, you're like, I'm going to check him out and see if he's corny. But if he's not, you're going to... Bro, usually the thing is, I n- this is like... Most of the time, they are. Like, yeah, like, is, this is like my first... No, like, I'm not exaggerating on this. This is my first time I decided to say, fuck it. Let me check this nigga out. 
Next thing you know, I'm like, yo, this nigga's spitting bars. I gotta play a uh, song for y'all later. It's called Are You With It? That was one of the first songs I heard, and then I heard when he dropped his uh, first project, and then when he went to 1993, to real pro- Like, I literally, it's so weird. I've grown up with this nigga music, if you think about it. I heard him from his first project. Yeah, that's true. Okay? You grow, you've grown with the artist. And it's like, now that I'm literally going through college, yeah, and all the shit that he was rapping about, and then all the shit he rapped about a real person, yeah, yeah. and even in his newest album, I ain't listened to it in depth yet, but like, yo... Ever since he been just dropping music, bro, I feel that shit, dog. Bro, like, yeah, I felt, I felt everything, especially for that, for that for Sally, to Sally Mae song, because, bro, yeah, Sally Mae, my God, he dog, Sally Mae a couple of times, and I was like, oh my fuck, quite bro, a lot, like, and it's like, bro, I resonate with you on that. Like, it's bro, like, I feel you heavy with that. Spit and spit. One of my favorites on the album was Mind Piece. I really like Mind Piece. Mind Piece. Was really good. And like I, uh, like I was saying to you, this uh, before we got on the podcast, this is in private. I really felt like this was a documentary just as much as this was an album. Like, yeah, because he told his story. Yeah, and his story, like, I like the fact that his story isn't necessarily one. You could, like, it's a grinding story. But it's not a normal, like, game type grinding story. Yeah, it's an emotion in it. Like, this is a, this is like, this is like, yeah, this is like a conflicted story. This is the part, like, this is bouncing back to what we were talking about just now. This is somebody that was just as hungry. And it's just as uh, just as afflicted as a lot of the other people out there who yep. get it out in the mud. But he decided to go another way. Yeah, he didn't go the way that everyone else did. He didn't want to be a follower. He decided to make his own path. And right. He did. And do it the right way. And thanks to that, he's getting noticed. And now he's he's starting to blow up. And he's really he's there doing tours in Europe and all that. And like, yeah, he even told he in like in, his, in even one of his songs, his lyrics. I, I'm sorry that I'm gonna miss the exam. I'm gonna be in tour in Europe, but here are two tickets to my show. Exactly. I'm like, bro, if you're able to walk up to your professor and tell him, I'm gonna miss this because of a tour, but I'm gonna give you two free tickets, you're literally doing, you're making the right choice because you're you're trying to help, you're trying to make your life better. And the thing is, bro, that's the one thing I love about him. You gotta realize, bro, a lot of these people do not understand assessing the situation of Boris Kari. Yeah. I've asked a couple of people this. I went up and straight up told him, I said, if someone offered you your dream job right now, you have to drop everything you got. So whatever your dream job is. So like for me, if someone said, yo, Rob, we can give you a deal where you can goddamn blow up on some fucking being your own radio show this and that third, would you leave everything behind? Which means dropping out of college. Means fucking, even if that means I got to go all the way fucking Georgia, would you drop that all to do it right now? A lot of people would tell me no. I know. Scared. I would drop this shit. Here's my thing. Heartbeat, bro. But here's my thing, bro. A lot of people wouldn't do it because they're like, oh, well, how do you know it's not safe? Bro. Nothing you never know. You never fucking. How do you know if this college degree is really going to get you where you want to be? Because, bro, there's people with masters working at fucking McDonald's. Like, you never, you never know where this life's going to take you. So you gotta jump on the chances. And that's what if you're going to fall, it, the, this is what, this is why people, this is why. This is my like my take on life, and this is how I live my life. No matter what, shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna get terrible. You're gonna have the wor- you might have the worst month of your life, like right now, because like these past few weeks have been like terrible. But yes. shit is gonna happen, and I'm just gonna take it. I'm taking that face. I'm not gonna run away from it because what's that gonna fucking fix? You're still gonna be there tomorrow. Right. So I'd rather just go through it and make my life better by taking this L now, so I can take a W later on in life. And that's that's exactly like. Man, and, and it's crazy, bro, because that's exactly what that nigga called. Bro, boy dropped out of 
Berkeley College, boy. So one he of killed. the biggest music colleges just saw this motherfucking go on tour. Yeah. And now he's making bank because he did it. He's he's literally making money because he decided to follow his dream. He's living his dream, like he ain't. And let's be honest, with the money he has now, he can always go back. It's I'm not like, hard. He's not like the most successful rapper. Like don't get me wrong, it's not like yeah, like, he's not the most popular, but, like, but he's doing what he, he wants got to his do. Money. Like he's living his life and living like how he said, "I love music as the art, right?" And that's dead ass what he does. He makes art. Yes, for real, man. And what bouncing off of what you just said about not being the most successful, I hate when rappers because it's like. Now I'm starting to discover, especially with artists like uh, Dan Collaborate and even like my uh, my folk from Midnight Society, bro. It's like there's success out there that doesn't involve the big ass spotlights on BT, the radio plays. You have so much power in your own hands by getting on the internet, bro. Streaming platforms, you literally can pave a way without the big corporate middleman. Getting in between you and talking about you have to sell your soul and your image in order to fit this agenda and narrative that we have in line for you. Like yeah, you can yeah. really be your own person and yeah. really still be successful. That's why, like, don't get me wrong. We're gonna. I'm just jumping off off topic for a second. That's why I fuck with Hobson's music so much. Yeah, that's why I love. Does, like, yeah, like, Hobson even said, bro, these niggas are out here trying to make me into something I'm not, and I'm not fucking with it. And that's why he literally left and made his own label, and he's literally blowing up because of it. For real, I mean, it's shit, bro. He fucking even did a song with G Easy, bro. Yeah, and right. Like, like, yeah. Just, bro. It's crazy how now we can discover so many artists for real without worrying about the corporate movement. Yeah, it's really true. Think about it's it, so much better. If YouTube and all that shit never came out, I would have never discovered Clockwork. I would have never discovered Seth Hollow Waterworks. I would have never discovered Rob Banks. I would have never you discovered, discovered Denzel Curry, Curry. Yeah. Young Simi. All the motherfuckers. I would never discover Zilla. Call me. I would like. There's literally every all the music that people listen to now. You wouldn't have found if it wasn't for, for YouTube, YouTube. Uh, or SoundCloud, or SoundCloud. Because like people in Pandora. Because don't get me wrong, Pandora is not the best, but Pandora was one of the only it was things the, back like, then. Yeah, it was the originator. Yeah, it, it, it started Spotify and iTunes Music. It was Pandora. The only reason those two yeah. were popular now is because of Pandora. Because Pandora. It was a good idea. It was a good idea. And then not only that, it's like. When, when it comes to like that level of success that you have, there are also people out there that just so they don't get a call or even a knock on a door from that middleman, they completely conceal themselves. Similar yeah. to how I'm doing now. Like just going going by like an alias and everything and truly forging what you want to be. There's an artist by the name of Kill Zero. Really rock with him heavy. He's concealed. And it's like, yo, th- there's really so much power in this phone, man. There's really so much power on this internet. And yeah. it's really dope seeing people out there use it to get their message out there. And it's like, uh, I'm a big guy on objectivism. Objectivism really, it, it empowers the person. Explain objectivism. Objectivism, I mean, it has it has a multitude of like facets to it. But yeah. the, some of it is hated because it you know, was like depicted by Ayn Rand and everything like that. And she was really, 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 really clear-cut about what objectivism was and it's like it's different sects so like individual responsibility you know all, there's some aspects of like atheism and everything and like self-worth yeah it has it has its ups and downs and like some of it can be controversial but i feel like some of it has its, its really good positive points. everything has its bad and like it has its ups and downs you can't right. you can't always like just because i feel like 
when it comes to stuff like this, everything controversial is literally because of some people don't like it, but yeah, some people don't mind it. That's exactly you can't all everyone's not gonna like the same idea, but you can't let that stop you from doing what you wanna do. With that, um like with one of those ideas, uh it, it's it's personal responsibility. Yeah. Personal responsibility and like seeking your self worth of like obtaining your goal, no matter what it is. It's like Fuck everything else. And fuck what everybody says. Right. Fuck what everybody says. You feel it deep in your, not just in your gut, but in your soul. This is what you're going to do. You cut everything else out. And it's like, fuck it. I'm going to see what happens. And I guarantee you, you're gonna about be- 99% of the time, when you stick to your goal, you're going to get it. You're going to reach it. it. And you're going to have a positive outreach because of it and a positive, like, turnover because of it. That's very true. Like, oh my God. Follow your dreams, people. Oh, what the fuck was your, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I told you once you start going off some tangents, bro, it happens. But like another album that I really like, I ain't share with y'all yet, but now y'all can most definitely go discover. Real person, bro. That was You know what? That was a very, very hard hit album. Word. And it's crazy, cause each one of his emotions, like, I was just literally what he's going through. Like, you feel his words. Like, it's not just like simply someone just like, all right, spitting bars. This nigga is letting you feel like his pain, his joy, and all that. Like, everything that he's feeling, like, even with his hype crunk music, bro, you still feel his hypeness of like what he's trying to do. And it's yeah. weird. He creates that unique energy that separates everything from the mainstream, bro. I'm not sure if y'all picked that up, but like, even when he dropped, like, okay, I guess Consequences would be his quote-unquote mainstream song because when the album originally dropped, that was one of the top stream songs yeah. of the album. It still had his own weird, unique sound. Like, yeah, that's probably it why it was so famous because it was it was his own thing. Like, people, don't get me wrong. Um, Billboard, the charts nowadays, most of the songs are literally the same. You'll always find, like, duplications of the same song. Just do I feel like it's words. computer place, but continue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, but you'll always find like that one good, like that golden egg, like one golden goose egg on this on the chart that will be like the one different thing that's trying to change music instead of making doing the same thing that everyone else does because it works. Because music is not only a linear thing. You can all there's so many different ways you can go with music. There's trap. You got uh, you got EDM. You got classical, country. Yeah. As you said, you can always do something. And anything you add is it also it matters what. Your personality and what fits what you want to do, what music type of music you should go with, and people need to start figuring that out for themselves. What's so crazy is like he's revolutionizing music, but at the same time, like I said, when I listened to the album, I felt the West Coast in him. Like yeah. I felt Cali in his beats, in his flow, in every like even with the like everybody's eight oh eight. I know it sounds weird, but to me, eight oh eights can hit different. They really especially yeah. like with if it's flowing on a different kind of way, especially and especially depending on the artist too. Exactly, because every eight oh eight can be different for every artist, and every artist is like their eight oh eight is basically like a look into their personality. If you don't know who they are, for real, because like his eight oh eight, I can definitely say that a uh, being a collaborate eight oh eight does not sound the same as like a Flatbush eight oh eight. It really Zodiac does, right? Like it, it sounds different, bro. And I, I'm really, I really, also, really shout like out to it. all the producers that make those eight oh eights for those music artists. We told. We know we talk about all the musicians and the artists that actually make the but songs. But the producers, but the producers are the ones that do the work, dog. I gotta give them. I gotta give them the props they deserve. They they did that shit. That for real, bro. Like, oh my, I, music's I such a fucking crazy thing, bro. It's, and it's just tool. crazy how anybody can literally just say, "Fuck it." 
I just want to make a song. Yeah, anyone is like the funny thing is anyone can make a song if they actually try. Whether it's good or not, that's different. Yeah. But everyone can make a song. It's not hard. All you need is what the lyrics, what you want to say, and something to put it. Sing it over, like sing it or rap it, like how you want to project it. And what's crazy is doing it over and over and over again. You only get better over time. Yeah, like but you can't just do it. If you suck at one song, I mean, look at Blueface. Have <laughs> one really bad song. Everyone clapped him on it. But ever, ever since then, his songs have been getting better. All right, no, Cat, bro. That's on Dead Lopes was kind of fire, bro. It was just literally a string I'm, of relatable quotes. I'm about to go ahead and and, and I'm going to be that weird guy. Due to meme culture, meme culture can really persuade you in a lot of different directions. Especially if, now. Right. If you ignore it, though, you'll actually find some things. And I'm going to go ahead and I know I'm going to be the hated guy. The Nomad actually likes Blueface. I actually like Blueface too. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not against. Blueface. I, I like I'm Blueface. not against his music. I actually fuck with it. Yeah, like, like I actually sat down and I listened even to his double XL freestyle. Like when I ignored the memes and all of that stuff, <laughs> his double XL freestyle had some punchlines in it. it. It was some. It was some stuff there. Like at first, like it went, <laughs> like that one line. He was like double XL. It got me going stupid. And if he tripping and then he falling, stupid. Like at first it was like funny. Like, it was like, like bro, okay, what? what? But when you play it back, it's like, hold on, it was low key hard. If yeah. he's tripping, then he's falling. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Like, all right, okay, I, I, I see the bars there, bro. That's now, how I feel. About I've it. heard so many blue face songs. I can't like name any off the top of my head. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not going to say or say I'm an avid blue face fan. Yeah. Right. But yo, same, there's a same. lot of songs where this nigga would drop. Bars. Secret bars and niggas are just like, haha, it's blue face. Like, no, no, he's that actually saying shit, bitten, bro. And it's just that's, that's the same thing about Ski Mask, bro. Like, he says the dumbest shit in his songs, but, but it's, it's bars, though. And then when you were set, like, when you play it back, that you have to listen to the words he said, he's actually hitting you with shit, just like with his um, I think one of his most recent albums, um, what's it called, Stokely. Man said, "I got the I got the the, the Danos gems on my shoes." I'm like, "Bro, what you mean, man? Over here icing out like it's really this man. This is nigga has here. the infinite he has the infinite black Air Forces. Bro, he still all the credit cards in the world right now if he wanted to. Shout out to Lenar, my nigga. For real. And um, dang, getting on that like assessing it on a deeper level, even with collaborate, bro. When so since like I, I'm just getting introduced to the album, like you said, man, I had to play it back a couple of times. So going back over the songs and going back over any song, you start to understand it deeper and deeper and deeper each time you listen to it. Yeah. So that college feel, that collaborative, yeah, yeah, you feel that shit when you listen to it. I felt every textbook bar. I felt every every pencil against that fucking paper. I felt every exam you fell. For real, bro. I felt every tear that came out when you saw that F. (laughs) Or that D, depending on what it was. Every tear you spit writing that essay for seven hours in the fucking library. I felt all of that, man. Like in uh, over and over. I really felt over. I listened to over like three times. And each time I was like, oof. Bro, yeah. like, bro, every time you listen to another song, you're like, bro, it hit me a different way. It's like when you get hit one way, you're like, oh god, another one. Like, you always get something new when you listen. When you listen to a song. Oh my god! Every time I go back and listen to the album, bro, like, there's some songs I will sit there and just like be close to crying on, like, thank. I mean, uh, getting bombed. I was about to say thank God and getting bombed, both of them, bro. 
Thank God for that, but like Thanks. getting bought, we said I'm just getting bought. Like I'm not perfect. I would never claim to be that, but I just been blessed, mom. Look, can't you see that? Yeah, yo, I was. Bro, you just felt like, it. You felt what I you were doing, bro. bro. Like I lo- look, I'm a big ass motherfucking mama's boy, bro. And the one thing I always just I love seeing, bro, that will never ever give me any more joy on this planet is just seeing my mom's mouth. Yeah, I fucking love my mom. As much as she gets on my fucking nerves, dog. But that's what moms are. You can never, like, one person should never truly hate their mom because their mom is the person that brought them into this world and showed them how to do things. And best believe they'll take your bitch ass out. Like, y'all, everyone thinks they're joking when they say they brought you in this world to take you out. No, they are actually serious. You saw all those news stories about them killing their kids. They probably did something wrong. You never know. Anyway, but yeah, moms are literally the people that you you literally can't do anything in this world without a mother. Most of the people, like the famous people, wouldn't be here if their moms didn't give birth to them. And you people don't seem to think that. Hundred percent. Like literally, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom. My mom raised me by herself, and look at me. I'm here. I'm in college. I'm about to graduate. Like I'm out here making money, doing things. I'm doing my own thing. I'm living my life thanks to her. Hey, get on my G. I feel you on that one, bro. Raised my mom by myself. I mean, I remember all my dad was like there, here and there, whenever he could be, whenever I allowed him to be. But yeah, that's true. Like everyone also got a thing. Your dad. Don't get me wrong. If your dad leaves you, leaves your mom, and leaves you, I mean, yeah, they're dicks and assholes, but they're human beings. They don't hold on to that resentment forever. Yeah, like the more you hold on to it, the more it ruins your life. Because like I understand my dad. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not on. Speaking terms, I'm going to start speaking to him. I just haven't gotten there yet. But I'm working towards trying to be able to actually talk to him again. Because, like, there's no, he didn't do anything wrong. Because let's be honest, if he tried to stay, he probably would have fucked up even more if he stayed. Because yeah. he wasn't prepared for it. And I understand that now, since I'm older and I, I'm living my own life. So, like, I thank him for that. Because instead of him staying and trying to and trying to help, I'd rather him leave and let me do my own thing so I can find my own way and come back to him later. Cause like he's he was doing his own thing and he had his own demons to deal with and so that's why he left and I understand that and I accept that and I'm glad he did it so he can start fixing himself before he comes to me and starts trying to help me. That's really shit I heard all day, bro. I can't even take that away from you. <laughs> no, I feel that. I'm feeling that, bro. Like as and I feel like some of it really comes from learning that. Like you said, that they're human beings, man. As you get older, you see... Cause, and when you're younger, you see parents as somebody that can never do wrong, wrong. the whole time. And it's once you get older, Ooh, you, you realize... You see, you like, bro, everyone's going to They, fuck up they were fucking time. winging it, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were just going shit. with the flow for most of the shit, bro. Like, you're just I like, swear. bro, I'm glad they were doing it. Because, I mean... Shit. Like, I like... Because I, I think, like, when I was little... My family, like, don't give family is like the most important thing to me, right? Like, at all, like, out of everything. I don't, like, my goal, even my goal is like second to my family. My family is where I'm at. Anything like my family said, I don't care even if it's messed up, they're still my family. I'm still gonna love them no matter what. Word. Like, I I would die for my family. No matter, don't give a fuck. If I had to fight Satan himself, I would fucking go to hands with that nigga if I had to. Especially for the fam. Bro, like, the fam is better. The fam is more important than anything. Anyone that doesn't rely on the fam, you you literally a useless person. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Jiggy Rob. I apologize that we didn't get to do a proper outro. Nomad's roommate 
walked in. We were recording at Nomad's place in his living room and it interrupted, but no hard feelings to it. It was all sweet. Big shout out to Nomad. Big shout out to Jalen for being my co-host for the week. And I appreciate for everyone that decided to tune in and listen. Thank you very much. And I'll catch you on the next podcast.